Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Numbers, the 21st chapter. Hear the word that's in there for us today. <coughs> Numbers 21 and verse 4. Told y'all I'm stuck in the book of Numbers for right now. And it reads as followed, and they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to compass the land of Edom. And the soul of the people were much discouraged because of the way. You may take your seats. And the soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. And the soul of the people, did you get it in your spirit, were much discouraged because of the way. I want to talk to you all just briefly here today or as the Spirit leads. I want to talk about discouraged because of the way. Discouraged because of the way. And uh, the people were discouraged because of the way. Marching out of the wilderness <coughs> was hard and uh, difficult. At the end of the day, the people were bound to be tired and exalted, exhausted. Fact of the matter is, somebody said they were bone weary. And so this passage here shows how fatigued uh, the people had gotten and how they had become so bone-weary that they lapsed back into their grumbling and disbelief. And they began again, once again, to attack God and his dear servant. So the scripture and outline we have here today is clearly paints a picture. When you read that 21st chapter of the book of Numbers, and I always encourage you all to go back, <coughs> start from the beginning and read the entire chapter. Because when you begin to read in verses 4 and 5, the first thing that you will observe there is the tragic situation. And this was a long distance out of the way. And uh, the people had to bypass, or they had to detour around Edom. And Moses had sent two diplomatic letters to the king of Edom, asking permission to pass through the land. 
And the king had rejected the appeal and had even gone so far as to threaten attack against the Israelites. So therefore Moses had to lead the people on a detour. Everybody say detour. Around the land of Edom. So as stated, this was a long distance out of the way for the people to travel. Fatigue had set in and uh, the people began to grow impatient. Uh, they began to grumble. They began uh, to mumble against God and uh, against Moses. You all know that all throughout my preaching, it looked like every chapter we find a bunch of mumblers and a bunch of grumblers and <coughs> a bunch of complainers. Uh, they asked why they had been led out of Egypt into the desert wilderness just to die. There was no bread. There was no water in the desert wilderness. fact of the matter is they even stated that they de detested the worthless manna. <coughs> you remember that the manna was the bread from heaven. Manna was bread from heaven. I told you all that when they stepped outside of the tent early in the morning, God had provided manna for them. Can I take my time and talk to y'all? Uh, manna was from heaven, the bread that God himself uh, had provided to feed the people through their wilderness wanderings. You have to understand that the Greek word for the people used to describe this manna that came from heaven, that came directly from God, the, the way they explained it, it was contemptible. It was worthless bread. In other words, that word means, it really means it was miserable. It was wretched. It was despicable. It was they went so far to even say it was cheap bread. How, how, how can you declare that anything from heaven is cheap? I need y'all to walk with me for just a minute. And so it even has the ideal of cursing the heavenly bread, the bread that had been provided by God himself. And so the people had constantly grumbled about God's uh, gracious provisions during their 40-year uh, wilderness wandering. But this time it was, it was different. It was different. Sister Pat, they actually stated that they detested the manna and they, and they cursed it. It was despicable. It was worthless. It was best to them junk food. Lord have mercy. And so this time the people had gone too far. How many of y'all know there's a such thing as going too far with God? Now, we already know there's a such thing as going too far with our spouses and too uh, far with our children, and children goes too far with <coughs> their parents. We understand that the employee goes too far with uh, the employer. But how many of you all know that there is a such thing as going too far with God. These people had gone uh, too far. And so God had no choice but to judge and uh, to chastise them and to do it uh, severely. How dare you complain 
about what I have provided for you in the midst of your disobedience. You're only out here in the wilderness. Let me paint a picture. Because of your disobedience, and yet in the midst of your disobedience, I'm still providing for you. I'm still faithful. I'm still having uh, <clears throat> mercy on you. The Bible said whatever you do, don't fall in the hands of an angry God. They begin they began to grumble about what God had provided. And so that put them in a tragic situation. They had to bypass. They had to detour because of their disobedience. And then when you glance down at verse number 6, I tell you all to keep your Bibles open because I'm going to preach the text. When you glance down at verse number 6, because they began to mumble and grumble because of what God had already provided for them. Verse number 6, you'll note the judgment, the chastisement of uh, the Lord. Look what happened. He sent snakes among them, and many of them uh, died. The Bible said that they were fiery serpents. That is, they were poisonous snakes. The poison was obviously strong. It was very potent, the kind of venom that causes uh, a horrible and uh, a agonizing uh, death. This is indicated by the fact that many of the people subsequently died. God had to send snakes, amen, in uh, to the camp. But then when you glance down at verse number seven, I'm not going to preach long. We're getting right through here today. Verse number seven, you got to note the confession and uh, the repentance of uh, the people. How I many of y'all know God's looking for a repentant heart? Every now and then, God have to chastise us. Every now and then, God uh, must send us through the storm and through uh, the rain. And the Bible said no chastening is good for the moment, but afterwards it yields uh, much fruit. And so when you look at verse number seven, the people began uh, to confess. The people began to repent. They confessed their sins and asked Moses uh, <clears throat> to pray for them. I don't want you to miss this. They asked Moses uh, to pray for them. First thing I want you all to understand, you got to be careful how you treat your leaders. I'm going to say it again, be careful, because last week, if you remember, they were trying to get rid of Moses. Last week, they were getting ready to stone Moses. Last week's message, they wanted to replace Moses. But the same person that they wanted to stone, the same person that they wanted to replace, the Bible says they came back to Moses and they asked Moses to pray for them. Pray, please, Moses, and we need you to be specific in your prayer. We need you to ask God to remove these snakes. And the Bible says that, that Moses, he 
prayed. Now that tells us something else. Those of you that are professing to be prayer warriors, uh-oh, those of you that think you can get a prayer through and that you could call on heaven and he's going uh, uh, to answer you. When, 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 when you pray and you know that God answers uh, your prayers, here's what you got to understand. Sometimes you're going to have to pray for some folk that you don't want to pray for. Y'all ain't talking back here. Now, what, 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 what if Moses had taken the attitude, uh-uh, I told y'all I was going to get you. Uh-huh, here you are trying to threaten to stone me, and you talk about me, and you done backstabbed, you done voted, voted, try to vote me out, and now look at you. I told you you was going to need me one day. That's not the attitude of a person that knows that God hears them. Oh, come on here, somebody. Come on, don't look at your neighbor, but you're talking to him. Don't look at nobody, but you're talking to him, and tell him, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, amen. When you're praying and you know that you can get a prayer through, sometimes you got to pray for folk that you know don't like you. You got to pray for folk that you know haven't forgiven you. You have to pray for folk. These same people, they came to Moses and they asked Moses uh, uh, to pray. And so he was the servant of God. So he once again, because Moses prayed, God once again forgave them for their attacks against him and uh, and the Lord. And so he he, he loved them. I mean, y'all, you got to love folk in spite of uh, how they treat you. You got to love folk. You got to you got to have the love of Jesus in order to do it. Now look, Gary can't love everybody. I'm just going to be honest with you. Gary can't love everybody, but guess what? The Christ inside of me can love everybody. Come on here, somebody. If you say that you have God living inside of you, no, you personally can't forgive everybody, but the God that's inside of you can forgive. And that's why I can't understand how people say they have God in their life and they're full of unforgiveness and full of, come on here, somebody, and full of mischief and full of everything. Listen, if God is in you, you got to let God arise. <clears throat> let God arise. And uh, you got to let the enemy be scattered. Amen. Because you can't do it, but the God inside of you can do it. As they minister, as their minister, Moses loved them. So he, he became their intercessor and mediator before God. And no doubt he beg God to forgive the sin of the people and to have mercy upon them. When you glance at verse number you'll see the surprising answer of of the Lord. The Lord, he speaks to to Moses to make a replica of a snake and hang it on a high pole. How many of y'all know God has an answer to every one of your questions? He has a solution to every one of your problems. Why don't you trust God and not out. Surely he will. God will bring you out. What you stressing over. He heard him and said, he said, now Moses, this is what I want you to do. I want you to make a replica of a snake and I want you to hang it on a high pole. 
then God spelt out a condition for their deliverance and their healing. A person had to look at the snake hanging upon the pole. And the Bible said if he looked, he would be healed and would, and would live. Can you believe that they're healing? That life, everything that they needed was in them being obedient and looking up at the replica of a snake. Well, you have to understand, that's why I tell y'all, you got to understand the Old Testament in order to really understand the New Testament because that snake up on the pole. This is just one of the great symbols of Jesus Christ in uh, in the scripture because him, him being hung up upon the cross for the sins of this world because that's exactly what Christ himself said in the scripture in the third chapter of the book of St. John. Notice what he said. He said and as Moses lifted up the servant in the wilderness even so must what son of man be lifted up. And then he declared that if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll do what? I'll draw all men unto me. How many of y'all know if you just learn how to lift Jesus up? Oh, God. How many of y'all know some of your problems would be solved? Some of your afflictions would be, uh, would disappear if you just learn how to lift Jesus up. The Bible says, he says that whosoever believeth in him, they're going to have everlasting life. And then that's where we get for God so love the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believeth in him, you should not perish, but you'll have everlasting life. I dare you to look to Jesus in the midst of everything that you're going through. Look to Jesus in the midst of uh, your financial situation. I dare you to simply look to Jesus. And David come along. David said, I look to the hills from uh, which what cometh my help. Why? Because my help cometh uh, from the Lord which maketh the heavens and, uh, and the earth. You got to understand there's blessings uh, in looking up. The devil wants you to walk around here uh, with your head hung down, always mumbling and always complaining and always uh, and always singing the blues. You ought to tell the devil, devil you a liar. Yes, I'm going through, but you are you are a liar. I'm going to lift my eyes unto the hill. Why? Because I know where my help comes from. And I'm just wondering here today, is there anybody that really know? Don't play with me. I'm talking about that really know where your help comes, where your help comes from. David come along and he tells us, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up everlasting doors and uh, the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord uh, mighty in battle. He says, lift up your heads, oh, ye gates. And even lift them up the everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? 
the Lord of hosts. He is uh, the king of, somebody ought to shout the Lord of hosts. Shout, he is the king of glory. Pick yourself up and lift your head up. And watch and see, don't the king of glory come in. And you have to understand that when glory comes, uh, sick bodies are healed. When glory comes, uh, God will turn that situation around. When glory comes, uh, God will open up that door that's been shut in your face. But all you got to do is look up, my God. Look, look, look up where your help come from. Hallelujah. And so God heard him and God told him, this is what I want you to do. And God said, everybody that's obedient and everybody that'll look up, uh, uh, that's the ones that's going to be saved. And then when you glance down at verse number nine, uh, you got to look at the obedience of Moses. Moses hung that bronze snake on a pole uh, just as God instructed him, uh, him to do. And then when you glance down also in nine, the people were delivered. Only some of them were delivered. And can I please help y'all? Can I please help you here? Everybody's not going to obey. Everybody's not going uh, uh, to listen. Stop frustrating yourself with people that don't want to go nowhere. Y'all ain't going to help me here. I've come to the conclusion uh, uh, that those that want to come on, those that want to be blessed, those that want to try God, those that want to grow in God, those that want to believe God, y'all come on. And the rest of y'all, I refuse to pet and prime. Y'all ain't going to help me because they're just simply some people that just don't want to go. And then you have some people that desires it, but they don't want to make the sacrifice that it takes. Everybody want a financial blessing. Y'all ain't got to talk. I'm, I ain't going to preach long here. Everybody want a financial blessing, but everybody don't want to be obedient uh, when it comes to the word of God. To bring your tithe and your offering into the storehouse that they might be me. Then prove me and challenge me and see won't I do what? Open up the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings. You won't have room to receive. Listen, if you're not a tither, you shouldn't expect the financial blessing from the Lord. Because the Bible says, God said, will a man rob God? And God turned around and gave the answer. And God said, yes, 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 you a robber. Why? Because you have robbed me through what? Your tithe and your offerings. You're looking for a financial blessing that you got to do what it takes. The people were there wondering in the wilderness. They wanted to be healed. They wanted the snakes to be gone. Somebody say snake be gone. But yet in order for the snake to be gone, they had to do what the man of God said do. And that was just look up. Look up at the serpent. And if you looked up at the serpent, even though this serpent, if this serpent was to bite you, you didn't have to worry about dying. Well, can I help somebody. I know we have this corona, coronavirus and everybody is scared and, and wearing masks and y'all please wash your hands and cover your mouth when you call. Y'all ain't got, I ain't talking about using common sense uh, but the devil is a liar. Come on here somebody. How many of y'all know that God is still in control? 
<laughs> if you check history all throughout history, uh, they said we was going to be gone a long time ago. If it wasn't Ebola, it was E. coli. If it wasn't E. coli, it was Y2K. If it wasn't Y2K, then it was something else. Uh, and then it was a, we were all going to go under with the financial situation. It was always something. They threatened World War III. It was all every year from 2000. Uh, it was always something that was going to take us out of here. But how many of y'all know if you look to Jesus, uh, hey, you ain't going, you ought, to, you ought to shout, I ain't going nowhere. Why? Because I'm looking to Jesus. Uh, and he promised, he promised me, my God, that there's a power that he gives us. Uh, that if we even drink deadly poison, uh, it shall not harm us. We'll be able to walk and tread on serpents. Uh, and we don't have to worry about it. Uh, do I have any believers? Do I have any? Come on, don't play with me here. I said, do I have any believers that I shall live? And I'm not going to die. Some of y'all scared to go out of the house. You scared to get the mail out of the mailbox. The devil is a liar. Who is your heavenly father? Who do you belong to? I stop back here to tell you that I'm a child of the most high God. And he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities and the chastisement of our pieces upon him. And with his stripes, I'm already healed. I'm going to feel like preaching in a minute. I'm almost finished. Uh, and with his stripes, I'm already healed. I ain't worried about nothing. I'm going to stand on the word of God, Sister McKnight. I'm going to believe the word of God. Uh, heaven and earth shall pass away but my word. Yeah, I'm not going to be like some of them that did not believe because only those, only those who looked at the snake, only those that believed the promise of God, they were the ones that lived. And I come to declare in this place here today that only those of us that stand on the word of God, those of us that believe the word of God, that's the only way we're going to be able to live. Hey, bless your name, Jesus. Now watch this. In order to stand on the word, you got to know the word. You got to read the word. You got to study the word. Can I encourage you? Get in the word. Get in the word. Get in the word. Get in the word. That's the only way that we're going to make it. You got to keep in mind this is a picture of deliverance by hallelujah, by looking at and believing in the cross of Jesus Christ. I can't preach this message without preaching the cross because it was at the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burdens of my heart. It was rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. It was a symbol of of the cross. And so this verse, let's get to the verse now. It's certainly not a strange experience to most of us. For like for like the Israelites, we have all at one time or another, in fact, 
frequently. If we will be honest with ourselves, we've become discouraged because of the way. You can sit there and act like you've been whistling on this heavenly journey from the first day you met Jesus. He's sweet. I know. Yes, he is. Storm cloud may rise, stormy wind may blow, but I tell the world, wherever, I mean, you ain't told nobody nothing. Come on here, somebody. Why? Because discouragement, it comes way. And Israel's discouragement here comes about because the nation of Edom would not let them pass through their country on their way to Canaan. Now here God, you promised you was going to take me to Canaan land. And now we got a group of people that's going to make us go the long way around. But guess what? Guess what? I don't mind going the long way around as long as I know that, uh, that the Lord is with me. I think you ought to, my God, I think you ought to get the attitude that I don't mind going through what I'm going through. Long as I know. Come on here that the Lord is with me. I don't mind this storm as long as I know the Lord is with me. I don't mind this sickness as long as I know that the Lord is I don't mind this financial situation as long as the Lord is the Lord have mercy. I'm really trying to close but now John comes in my mind, the revelator, when they told John, John, you done messed up now. You done messed up. We're going to send you on a lonely island called Patmos. And we're going to send you out there all by yourself. And John, John told him, well, y'all know what? I don't mind going as long as I know the Lord is going with me. I don't mind. I don't mind being out there all by myself. I don't mind the winds. I don't mind the waves. I don't mind the turbulence. Just as long as I know that the Lord, come on here somebody. That's why I say walk with me, Lord. Walk with me while I'm on this tedious journey. I need Jesus. I need him to walk with me. John said, go ahead. And, and take me out on this lonely island called Patmos. And I'm going to get back here to this verse. When I got the mind caught. I hear John. Because the Bible said when John got out there on that lonely island all by himself, he didn't do like some of us do. He didn't sit out there on the island crying, talking about what did I do wrong, Lord Jesus. I've been so faithful. God, what's happening here to me? But what did John do? The Bible says that John said I was in the spirit on on the Lord's day. In other words, on the Lord's day, instead of mumbling and complaining, John got over into the spirit. Cover your mouth up and tell your neighbor, you need to get in the spirit. You need to get in the spirit. Maybe if you get in the spirit, God will show you some stuff about your situation and about what you, about what you're going through. John said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and the Lord began to talk to me. The Lord began he began to show me some stuff. Well John what did he show you? I saw a new heaven and and I saw a new earth. I stopped back here to let somebody know that when you get in the spirit and when you listen to the voice of the almighty God, God will show you some stuff. 
God's getting ready to move in your life. And so they had to go the long way around. Therefore, Israel had to go around Edom in order to get to Canaan. And this made their journey much longer and harder. And that understandably produced much encouragement about their way. And to help us have victory over these times of discouragement, I got to give you two important truths about this discouraging way. Because you got to understand that whatever they was going through, that God was still in the plan. Somebody ought to shout God's in the mix. <laughs> Come on, say God's in the mix. <laughs> How many of y'all good cake cookers know, <laughs> my God, that you got to put different ingredients in your mix? <laughs> I don't know nobody that would drink a cup of flour. <laughs> I don't know nobody that would, t- that would just take two tablespoons of butter <laughs> and put it on the spoon and put it in their mouth. <laughs> but guess what? When you mix some butter and some flour... <laughs> Y'all ain't got to tell say, God, he's all in the mix. And that's what he meant when he said, and we know that all things work together. In other words, God said, you got to get in the mix because it's going to work together and it's going to work for your good. And so there's two important truths about this encouraging way. And let me give them to you, and then we can go home. The first thing you got to understand, and that is this was God's way. Somebody ought to say it was God's way. And though the people were discouraged about the way, most certainly it was God's way. They were not going contrary to the will of God. God. It was God's way. They were headed for the promised land according to his commands. But God way is not always a pleasant way. I'm going to say it again. God's way is not always a pleasant way. And doing God's will is not going to exempt us from trials and hardship. Jesus said that in this world you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer. Put a smile on your face. Come on, green smile. Put a smile. Show them teeth. Put a smile on your face. And the reason because we are overcomers, we make a great mistake if we think that God's way in this life is always gonna be on Jubilation Avenue and on Comfort Street. I stopped by here to tell you that God's way includes many trials and difficulty. But these trials and 
difficulties will strengthen your faith. The more I go through, the more faith I have. I feel like preaching now, so y'all sit down. Every round, it just take me higher. Anybody know anything about going higher? You can see more the higher you go. Isn't it amazing when you're up in the airplane and they get ready to come in? You notice everybody that have a pool in their backyard. It make you shake your head and say, I didn't know that so many residents in Chula Vista had pools in their backyard. When you're standing in the street, you can't see the pool in the back. But the higher you go, the more you can see. And if that's the truth, we ought to tell the Lord, Lord! Take me higher, higher, cause the higher I go, the more I see, higher. Something else I notice as you go higher, things get smaller. Have I got a witness? If you go high in God, what you're going through, it won't look like a monster. We look like grasshoppers and they are giants. But I dare you to go higher. Those same giants will look like grasshoppers. And so trials, they come to strengthen our faith. They come to purify our character. Stay on God's way. Regardless what you're going through, the easy way often hinders our faith. It corrupts our character. But stay on God's way. In my closing, not only was it God's way, but number two, it was the good way. This way, though discouraging at time, it was a good way because it led to the promised land. And that certainly, that was good. Before you condemn or before you commend away, be sure that you know where that way is leading leading you to where is that way going where is it going to end the world has many ways that's on smooth streets and enjoyable environments but they do not lead to the promised land rather they lead to a dead end. Yes. The wise man said, there is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is death. The wise man said, the way of a fool in his own eyes be 
he hearkeneth unto counsel of the wise. But God's way always lead to life. The good way may be a rugged way, but it's a rewarding way. Whatever you do, wherever you go, don't depart from God's way. It's a good way. The prophet Isaiah said, and a highway shall be there and away. Be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It's a good way. It's the right way. I'm going to my seat now. But why should I feel discouraged? One. Should the shadows come? Why should my heart feel lonely and long for a heavenly home? When Jesus, somebody ought to say Jesus, I dare you to call him Jesus. He's my portion, a constant friend is he his eye is on the sparrow I know I know he watches me all day all night he watches me I don't have nothing to worry about I come today to speak to uh, your discouraged spirit. Uh, I come today to speak to uh, your depressed spirit. Uh, I come today uh, to speak to uh, your down spirit. Uh, Lift your head up. Lift your head up. I've got a feeling I've got a feeling that everything, everything, it's going to be all right. Don't worry about it. God's got you. Tell your neighbor, God's got you. Don't worry about it. God's got you. God's going to make a way. God's going to provide. God's going to open up a door. God's going to heal you. God's going to deliver you. God's going to set you free. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's all right. Somebody shout, it's all right. It's all right. Get it in your spirit. Get it in your spirit. Get it in your spirit. It's all right. 
It's all right. It's all right. Woo! Make up. Make up in your mind that I'm going to come back and testify that it's all right. The soul of the people was much discouraged because of the way. But I need y'all to know it's God's way. It's a good way. Stay in the way. Stay in the way of holiness. Holiness is still right. Holiness is still right. Somebody ought to shout holiness. Holiness is still right. It might not draw a lot of people, but it's still right. Broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to eternal life. And watch what the text says. And a few, uh uh, see, y'all missed that part. It's a few that's gonna find that way. In other words, the multitudes ain't finding that way. A few is gonna find that way. Just a few. Same way with the children of Israel in the wilderness, millions of them, but only a few. Those under the age of 20 found the way. Only a few. Only a few. It's God's way. It's the good way. He is the way. (laughs) He is truth.